In 2013, a Nigerian girl named Zion screamed and begged for Boko Haram terrorists to spare her father's life as he was dragged from his home and murdered. She overcame the trauma of helplessly witnessing Islamic terrorists brutally spill the blood of her pastor father. She came to the United States, worked hard, and recently spent time serving as a graduate student consultant at the Pfizer company during the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine. Now she's just been awarded a master's degree in applied science. Well, joining us to share her story and more is international human rights attorney Emmanuel Ogebe. Mr. Ogebe is managing partner of the U.S. Nigeria Law Group. Emmanuel, you've helped this woman Zion. It's a wonderful achievement of which I'm sure her father would be proud. So. Please tell our viewers about what happened to Zion and her father back in May 2013. Yes, thank you very much, um, Gary, for having me. Uh, this is certainly one of the few uh, silver linings in the dark cloud that is uh, Nigeria uh, regarding the persecution of Christians today. Uh, as CBN reported many years ago, her father was a top Christian uh, leader in Northeast Nigeria. And, uh, and you know, he was assassinated by the uh, Boko Haram. Now, Zion herself uh, was shot that night, and uh, she had to undergo surgery to extract uh, bullet fragments from her head. So this is truly a miracle on so many levels that in the first place, she survived, that in the second place, she came to America and thrived and bagged the master's degree. Now, guess what, Gary? She graduated the day after the eighth anniversary of the attack on her family and her dad and wow. herself. Wow, that's amazing. Now, I can't imagine going through that, what she went through. But Zion gives God credit for helping her to overcome that tragedy, Emmanuel, and achieve her master's degree. Tell us why she gives God credit. Uh, you know, what the enemy meant for evil, God turned around for good. Uh, and her father was the one taking care of so many orphans. Uh, of other pastors who were killed. And and I, I just felt, I said, listen, someone has to step in for him. And if that's the only thing we've done is we put a smile in heaven this week that the body of Christ, you know, came together for the daughter of uh, a man who also cared for others. And so she definitely, you know, is overjoyed. We had a testimonial service in Los Angeles the day after the graduation. Uh, where she, she sang a song of praise to the Lord. And Gary, get this. Three days after the man who ordered the hit on her dad, the head of the terror group Boko Haram, one of the deadliest terrorists on the planet, Abu Shekau, was killed. Three days after our prayers. They said that he committed suicide, but uh, has anyone seen a body or any evidence of that? Well... <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> there's not going to be a body because uh, he detonated his suicide vest uh, when he was encircled by uh, ISWA, which is uh, ISIS West Africa, a rival faction that broke away from his faction. And, and uh, uh, in addition to informal sources that we have, um, the Associated Press confirmed that, uh, uh, you know, ISWA has actually announced his death. So it's a done deal at this point. Um, he's facing his consequences wherever he is. 
And I, I doubt that there will be, you know, 70 virgins. He will be very surprised. Yeah, I, I, I doubt that too. Now, but despite that, Boko Haram is still going strong. Many Nigerian Christians are still under attack daily, not only from Boko Haram terrorists, but also Fulani herdsmen who raid villages, burn churches, kill pastors, women and children. Just this week, uh, we received reports from local leaders that over 27 Christians were killed on Sunday evening, some as they had evening fellowship uh, uh, with other Christians. In the past two weeks, over 200 uh, uh, people have been killed. And Emmanuel, it's harder to get that information out now because I know Nigerian President Buhari has banned Twitter because it blocked him <laughs> after he posted a threatening tweet. Tell us why he did that. And do you think he'll uh, eventually lift the ban? Well, so here's what happened. General Buhari uh, sent out a tweet basically threatening to commit another genocide against uh, the Southeast, the people of Southeast Nigeria who are majority Christian. And Twitter thought that wasn't a very good thing to threaten his own people, so they deleted it. And so General Buhari deleted Twitter for the entire country. I mean, basically, 33 million people are on Twitter in Nigeria, and he just he said he's now made it a punishable offense for anyone uh, to go on Twitter. Now, 25 years ago this week, I was imprisoned by another military dictator because I sent him a fax. Now, Buhari, General Buhari, wants to imprison 33 million Nigerians for a tweet. Uh, things are not going well in Nigeria, and we're asking the Biden uh, administration not to give jets not to give Air Force planes to the Nigerian government next month of July as planned. And we're asking your viewers to write to the White House, write to your congressman, and say, do not give General Buhari those Air Force planes, because he has promised on Twitter to commit genocide. And if we give him those planes, he's going to do exactly what he already threatened he would do. Okay, Emmanuel Ogebe, managing partner of the U.S.-Nigeria Law Group. Thank you, Emmanuel, for sharing that story about Zion and your insights today. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, Gary, for your care and concern for the persecuted in Nigeria. We need your prayers.